the past, the present, the future. This is Friday Night Fright. What the planet is listening to. Hello and welcome to Friday Night Fright. It's your host, your boy, your Polly Captain in Austin. Sorry, that DC Universe Online in background. I'm trying to set up my Switch because I'm a man of distinction, I guess. And I'm, um, yeah, so I have a Nintendo Switch Lite now. Yay! Which is very cool, but I won't go into too much detail on that. This week's episode, Friday Night Fright, is dealing with some absolute shit. I talk about Terminator Dark Fate and other stuff. Mainly Terminator Dark Fate, which didn't. Uh, Appalling movie by any conceivable metric. Uh, okay, that's probably spoiled you for the actual review, but that's fine. Um, it's shockingly awful. And I recap off stuff too. I've already forgot why I recap. <laughs> I recorded this last again, and you know what can do. Anyway, Terminate is the main focus of this week's episode. So, as always, remember, we frying and frying our muggle. And life is beautiful. I'll see you after a brief word my sponsors. So, Terminator Dark Fate then. Um, yeah, what one interesting movie on so many levels this was. Um, awful. <laughs> awful, I think is the best word to describe it. Um, by any reasonable metric, this was not a very good movie um, at all. It was... Poorly conceived, poorly plot, poorly written, poorly directed, poorly acted. I wouldn't go that far. I don't think you're blaming if you're actors in this movie. Okay, they're not all award-winning actors, um, but I don't think it's fair. Blame them for how bad this movie was. I don't think it's their fault. I think it's something that'd be thrown on the bus a bit by the... Um, People who made this movie and it'd be like, hey, it's your fault, the movie's not very good. And it's like, no, it's not their fault. It's the fault of you guys who made this movie and did such a bad job with it. Because you know what you did. You know you've made a bad movie. You've made a bad movie and you've made a bad Terminator movie. And I know this movie probably has its fans and I understand that. I understand being fans of stuff that's not very good. I like Hawkman comics and they're invariably terrible. But... I think at a certain point you need to face facts. Um, you need to face facts. Sometimes your your movies that you champion are bad movies. And Terminator Dark Fate is a bad movie. I paid £4.50 for it on rental. Watched it with some friends. Over Skype, of course. Social distancing. Stir thing, plus they live in enough country. But even that said, it was bad. It was just a bad movie. And I'm going to go through why it was a bad movie, Jesse, after I do a bit of discussion about Terminator. I still consider myself a Terminator fan. I know at this point, there's two good movies, there's two exceptional movies. One TV show, the old champion that's watchable. Uh, Terminator 3 is okay. Terminator 4 and 5 and 6 are all pretty poor. 4, four might be the least worst of all because they go they get worse as they go along increasingly. So the previous movie you called the worst Terminator movie is still better than one that came after it. Um, Yeah, I love Terminator, the original. I think it's a really, really clever horror movie. And I'm sure at some point I'll be doing that on this podcast. 
Terminator 2 is one of the best action movies ever made. Terminator 3, I like the ending. Terminator 4 is okay, not very good. Terminator 5 is rubbish. Terminator 6 is just dreadful dreck. At this point, there's been more bad Terminator content than good Terminator content. But enough about that. What about this particular movie? Um, where this is, like I just said, dreadful. And I know you can say schlock. And I do appreciate the term schlock. Um, but this isn't entertaining schlock. This is just bollocks. And, yeah, so I'm going to break down why this is a terrible Terminator movie. Step one. Robots. This movie fails because it doesn't understand the basic principle of what Terminators are. Terminators are machines designed for assassination missions, primarily. So they have to blend in. If your robot's going to blend in, it needs to blend in properly. If you go back and watch Terminator 2, Robert Patrick's T-1000 doesn't act like a robot until it's found John Connor. And even then, it's only acting like a robot because John Connor senses and it's coming and runs. You know. Prior to that point, it's blending perfectly with humanity. The robot they have in this movie, I T9700, I don't know, doesn't blend in with shit. It's horrendous in so many ways. That they just wanted to have spectacle rather than logic. Because this is the most obvious Terminator in the history of the fucking universe. And it just makes it so bad because once they get past that, well, they don't get past that even, the Terminator just doesn't seem to have a clue what it's doing. It just does stupid shit for no reason. Just to create explosions because whoever, the six people who came up with a story for this movie, they, firstly, it shouldn't take six people. Secondly, they do really care that, the Terminator stuff doesn't make sense. And the best part was that one of the people on that story team, Josh Friedman, was responsible for the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which was a bit better about this, you know? Number two, the action scenes. Oh my God, the action scenes are terrible. This is not Deadpool, Tim Miller. This is not Deadpool. You need to have physics to your robot fights. Terminator 3... A much middling version of the franchise has physics to turn their fights. These are four hundred pound robots. If a Terminator falls hundreds of feet on ground, it's gonna go through the ground through sheer weight. If Terminator's thrown against side of a plane, it's going to go through the side of the plane because of the weight. You know, if a Terminator flies through the air. And smash it on ground. If it's thrown, it's going to cause damage because it's got weight. These are not the physics. It's, it's even stupider because Colossus's physics from X-Men, from Deadpool and Deadpool 2, are the physics you should have in this movie. These things, like the angel Colossus fight from Deadpool is the physics that this movie should have. But movie has no weight. The Terminators have no weight. They have no physics. It's like a computer game. And that's not a compliment. Set free, Sarah Connor. Look, I I thought when Sarah Connor has come back, okay, you know, you've got something to do there. That's cool. And what they proceed to do, point out how much they hated Sarah Connor's story arc, how it's not 
progressive or feminist how she's just given birth to the leader of humanity as if that's not an achievement. No. And I was watching, I was like, you really, really don't like Terminator 1 or 2, do you, Tim Miller? To have these arsehole new characters talk shit about Sarah Connor and Trump. Okay, Sarah Connor's a psychopath, we get it. But you're literally having reaction shots of Linda Hamilton as they shit talk the most iconic role of her career. That's fucked up on so many levels. And that leads me to believe James Cameron's still got a lot of shit to deal with in regards to how he views and treats women. That's what I'm going to say. Number four, the plot. Okay, like, this movie's two hours and eight minutes long. And I get they're doing the on-the-run thing the original Terminator did. But these characters do not act like real people. And the plot doesn't make any sense. It's trying to evade Terminator and keep someone safe, I get that. But at no point is there any attempt to stop and explain what's going on to her. Even exposition on run is something James Cameron came up with in the original Terminator or popularised in the original Terminator. Carl Reese explaining shit as they went along, and that's great. But this movie, these characters don't explain shit to each other. And I get what you're thinking, exposition's boring. But yes, but it's necessary. You need exposition. You don't need to have characters describe their feelings and then show flashbacks of those feelings. You don't need that. You know, it's just ludicrous, nonsense, nonsensical bollocks. It really is. Just horribly written. And the plot is just gibberish. It's like, we need to get here to do this, to do this, to get there. It's the same thing people have issues with in terms of Revenge of Sky, Return of Rise Skywalker even. It's video game plays. You go there, do this, go there, do that, go there, do this, go there, do... It's not interesting to have that in a movie. A game is interesting because you're controlling it. In a movie, of people controlling it. So you're just following video game bollocks. Of quest, 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 quest. And it doesn't flow into a coherent narrative throughout the entire movie. Uh, what are we up number four? The writing is shambolic. I don't care that Josh Friedman has something to do with Terminator TV show. I don't care that James Cameron's got his writer's group or whatever it is. I don't even care that James Cameron's involved. This is really shockingly poorly written. You don't get a sense of any of the new characters... There's no reason for Sarah Connor being smoothie other than you want Link Hamilton back. Arnold's stuff doesn't make any sense at all. It goes against what Terminators logically would do, you know. And it's just the whole thing's just lazily written. Really lazily written. Now, I can't believe that. Well, I mean, I can't believe that six people come up for this shit because that's all it. A committee like this does not work for a franchise movie. You need one person to pass it down. You don't need six people arguing in fucking room like it's a TV show. Because this is not a TV show. You know? This is a movie. It's a movie trying to reboot young movies to be the latest attempt to turn their free. And it does a shitty job of it. Um, Number five. Terminator franchising is an asshole. Okay, Terminator franchise. Look, here, here's where we are at this point. It's just the umpteenth attempt to reboot, to do Terminator 3. And it fails again. Because Terminator 
was never meant to be a franchise. Then there's two movies, two distinct movies, a horror movie and an action movie. Okay, it worked, Terminator 1 and 2 worked because they're different movies from different eras made by someone at different times in their life. So they're doing wildly different things in an interesting way. All these movies prior to that point are trying to be James Cameron movies. It's like the Alien franchise. Alien is them trying to do the same, try and go back to what worked over and over again and not really succeeding. Okay, Terminator needs to move forward. And by move forward, I don't mean going, ha-ha, nanomachines, because that's not interesting. I mean, you need to have Terminator set in the present day or thereabouts and take advantage of where we are as society at this point. You know, and nanomachines and cloud and data and drones, that doesn't cut it. You need to turn a different sort of movie, not a horror movie, not an action movie, you need to tell a different sort of movie. You need a director with a specific vision to tell a unique sort of movie. And they're not doing that. Okay, Tim Miller is not a person to do that because this feels like Deadpool without the jokes. And I don't know about you guys, I like Deadpool because it has jokes. If it didn't have the jokes, it wouldn't be a very good movie. Deadpool succeeds solely because of Ryan Reynolds. You know, so I don't know whether you need to have Ryan Reynolds in turn their movie into a parody, but you don't need to ape Marvel movies and have physically deficient action sequences. Turn their movies need a bunch of things. One, they need weights. The robots fighting needs to feel like two robots fighting. It doesn't need to feel like Captain America versus Winter Soldier. Okay, that's step one. Step two, stop putting. Arnold in these movies. I like Arnold as much as most people. I think it's a charismatic actor. I love his personification of T-800. It needs to die because T-800 is a Terminator. Terminators cannot have character development. Okay? You keep throwing him in movies. You keep giving him bullshit stuff to do. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. They do not need character development. Number three. You need to get back to basics. A Terminator trying to find someone. That's all you need. Ticking clock, ticking clock. That's all you need. You don't need all this bullshit. You don't need stupid Terminators. You don't need constant explosions. You just need a Terminator trying to find someone. Doesn't have to be savior of humanity. Doesn't have to be anything like that. Could just be a Terminator sent back in time as a test to kill this random person. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's literally all you need. Go away for this. Chosen one bollocks, get away from the future war bollocks. It's a Terminator on mission, case someone. That's all you need. Number four, you need to stop trying to compete with big budget movies. Terminator is not and should never have been an attempt to compete with big budget movies. Terminator 2 works. Because the action sequences are part of the overall story. It's not an action story for the sake of an action story. When it doesn't need to have action sequences, it slows down. It has character sequences. That's what you need to do. You don't need to have plots that don't make any sense. Number five, plots that don't make any sense. You need to have plots that make sense. You need characters to make sense. You need to have a basic level of reality. Okay. You don't need to have a character holding up a pharmacy store, going outside, falling over, 
and then having conversation in the middle of the street because that just screams none of this is real and none of it's real and none of it matters why should we give a shit number six stop creating stupid rules grace the main main antagonist of this movie main protagonist of this movie even i understand grace i understand what you're trying to do you want her to have a weakness so that she's not just an all-powerful machine she's an orphan i get that don't give her stupid weakness like if I fight for longer than a few minutes, I will die. Because that just makes the resistance in future look even worse than they already do. Why would they give her these abilities if she would explode if she fought them? Because you can't kill a Terminator in a few minutes. We've established this. You can't be done, so why do they give her this ability? Number six. Stop making Terminator movies. Just stop making them. Make a TV show... Take 10 years, I don't know, just, just take some time off. Hire someone with a vision and have that vision. Hire a writer, director, and have them make a turn. Hire Rian Johnson. I don't care. Just don't either take 10 years off. In fact, no, take 10 years off and hire someone who knows how to make a movie. Stop hiring directors who don't know story and writers who don't know how to write a coherent movie. Okay. Number seven, just uh, just stop maintaining their movies. Just stop maintaining their movies because this was literally one out of five. Just give up. Just don't do it anymore. Just quit. That's my review of Terminator Dark Fate. They should just quit. They should just stop while they can because this is getting embarrassing. So, Human Noise from the Deep is a horror movie. It's um, about Human Noise from the Deep, and I don't really know what to say about this one, to be honest. It's um, (laughs) one of the worst things I have ever watched in my life, and I know... That's saying a lot because I watch a lot of crap on this podcast and in my actual life too. But it was quite literally appalling in every conceivable way. You know that scene from Mad Max Fury Road where the guy says it was practically perfect in every, he was practically perfect in every way? And everyone laughed at it because, you know, Rictus was a moron. Well, that's how I feel about this movie. Um, the complete opposite. Um, I feel this was one of the worst things that's ever been put on cinema. I don't know who this was made for. I don't know who this was made by. I don't know what the intended goal was. Um, whether it was they didn't achieve it. If it was just to make a piece of schlock, they didn't achieve it because this is revolting. If it was to make a serious horror movie, they didn't achieve it because, again, this was revolting. If it was to make a cheap cash grab, I don't think they achieved it because this was revolting. It's genuinely appalling. Like, I try not I try not to say that too often. I know sometimes I'm critical for the sake of being critical, but this was actual shit. It's an embarrassment to cinema. It's an embarrassment to performance art or media in general. And it has no redeeming features. Um, yeah, uh, 
atrocious, <laughs> atrocious. Uh, it's unpleasant sit through, not entertaining, not diverting, not amusing, boring, poorly written, poorly acted, poorly directed, poorly conceived. Uh, I mean, what can you say about it that's positive? Um, it had some effects, I guess, but it was mitigated by just being thoroughly repugnant. Uh, I mean, I look. I I understand there's a market for softcore horror. I get it. You know, I'm not I'm not entirely against it. You know, if you're gonna do it well, or if it's gonna be titillating, fine. You know, I guess. Like, I mean, I I watched a lot. I watch a lot of horror movies. I don't necessarily agree with genres like stuff like Green Inferno by Eli Roth. I find that to be really awful, like, I, you get what he's going for, but I mean, at least I can understand what he's going for, this, I have no ruggedy fucking idea what their objective was, other than to assume they didn't achieve it, whatever it was, I mean, it's one of those things whereby you watch it, and you're watching these young women running across the screen wearing nothing, being assaulted by, like, creature from Black Lagoon, sub-creature from Black Lagoon level effects, like costumes and being groped and mauled on beaches, and you're just like, my god, I feel so bad for you, I, I feel bad for you, I feel bad for the guy in costume, but I feel especially bad for the female actresses that have to do this stuff, because it's really exploitative, and yes, I know exploitation stigma is a thing, I understand that, and I'm not saying it shouldn't be, I'm saying that this is just I like I feel exploited watching it, you know, and I don't think that's what I should be feeling. I shouldn't feel like I'm being exploited watching a borderline exploitation horror movie. I shouldn't feel like that. I feel like I've been victimized to make watch this. And worst part is I knew what I was getting in for. I knew what I was getting in for. Because I've seen a clip this terrible movie years ago. And I was trying to drag it down to figure out whether it actually exists or not because I watch a lot. Of, I used to watch a lot of horror movies and stuff like Channel Five and whatnot. And you would just like almost not believe what you're watching. And especially back in the day, before the internet became really paramount, you wouldn't know for a fact you're watching anything. No, it's real. You you could just of hallucinating. How would you know? How do you ever find out what was? Enjoy stuff like Netflix and that, isn't it? Now you can. Now it was terrible horrible, horrifying Friday night experiences watching terrible movies after nights out, you know, you can find, they're all Netflix or Shudder or Amazon Prime. So you can find anything now. Anything. It's all catalogued on the internet. Problem is that you find stuff like this and you think, oh, I'll watch it. It'll be a good experience. And then you watch it and you're like, no, no, I, you, you feel really uncomfortable. Just really, really uncomfortable. It's just... And then there's a sequel tease at the end. Because, of course, there's a sequel tease at the end. It's probably like nine, ten sequels. Because, let's face it, you don't need to make money anymore. Or you don't even need to make money back then. You can just keep cranking out these pathetic, pathetic, embarrassing excuses for horror movies. Over and over again. This dreck. You can just keep making it and putting it out and putting it out and... And you just do it forever. You can just do it indefinitely, you know? Forever and ever. 97 horror movies and... 97 horror movies and TV show. That's what it'll be. 
And you just sit there and you watch it and you're thinking, what am I doing for my life? You know? Like, for all people talk about lockdown being a good thing and all of that, I don't fucking agree. So I go, what, this pissing shit? You know? When I'm stuck inside, I think, oh, I'll record podcast episodes. So, please, 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 can this lockdown and virus end soon? Because I can't take much more of this. You know? I can't watch more of these movies. I need to get outside and need to do things. I need to watch horror movies in a cinema with an audience, not humanoid from the deep. Like, that's the real problem with lockdown, you know? You watch this crap on Netflix, and this is actual, actual crap. crap. This is zero five shit, you know? Like, this is so bad, now I'm cleaning my ears with a fucking cotton bud as I'm talking about this movie. That's how bad it is. It's so bad, guys. It's so bad. How bad is it? It's so bad. Like, it's zero. It's legitimately zero out of five. And I'm, like, giving marks like that because I always think every movie, no matter how bad, deserves some respect. This don't serve any goddamn respect. This don't serve any goddamn respect. It's this terrible, terrible cinema. Terrible cinema. Terrible. Don't watch it. Don't go Netflix. Don't seek it out. Don't don't encourage these people. Because Netflix will see the viewing figures. It'll be like two people. And they'll be like, oh man, we can, make a, we can make a documentary about this. Don't do it. Don't make a documentary about Netflix. Don't make a documentary about it. Don't get involved. Don't make the human, humanoids in deep NI. Don't do it, you know. There's no upside. There's no upside. Zero out of five. You know what? No, not just zero out of five. Negative five out of five. Minus five stars. That's what I'm giving it. Minus five stars. Fuck this movie. It's garbage. I never want to discuss it ever again. I'm not discussing it ever again. I'm going to think about that movie. So, Star Wars Rise Skywalker is a horror movie, right? Right? No? No, okay. Uh, well, tough shit. I'm going to be reviewing anyway. You guys might remember I reviewed Rise Skywalker months ago. I went to a midnight screening. Um, so I saw Last Jedi. And then I went for a walk. It's pissing down for rain. Couldn't find anywhere to eat. My shoes got soaked. My feet got soaked. I couldn't find anything to drink. I was barely awake because I'd worked full shift at work. And I went to see Rice Skywalker. And I was so out of it. And I barely remembered what planet I was on, let alone movie. And the movie broke me in every way possible in ways that Avengers Endgame did not break me because I, I enjoyed Endgame, despite the fact that I felt like I hallucinated most of it. Rise Skywalker, I just was out of it. I don't remember what... I didn't remember much about it. I didn't really enjoy it. Actually, I remembered Oki Jedi Killer. <laughs> Fucking couldn't see a little kid flying away from a planet and then just quit sanding by a snake, you know, and and I thought it was complete bollocks, to be honest. Um, well, I, I watched it uh, recently on digital. I've Skyped my dad, social distancing, and I loved it. I thought it was really good. Um, well, he said it's a good movie. Not really. It's still a mess. Still doesn't make any goddamn sense. Um, makes less sense the more you watch it. I don't have enough Palpatine in it. Um, Kylo Ren is saved by Adam Driver being an exceptional actor, but he is a 
god-awful character. Um, Daisy Ridley has somehow devolved from three movies because she's really good in Force Awakens and here she doesn't really seem to be particularly invested. I think probably because she's realised that she's used these movies to get a career, but she has to keep being in these movies. So John Boyega doesn't get anything to work with. Um, what's his name? The other guy. Uh, uh, Oscar, Oscar Isaac doesn't really get anything to work with. But, I mean, it's still entertaining. It's just, it doesn't feel like a particularly cohesive movie. But as in a Star Wars movie, it's watchable. It's still a mess, but it's fun, uh, sort of. Um, lots of moments I laughed at. I sort of, I think enjoyment comes from knowing where the plot's going. The fact that it's not going anywhere means you're not obsessed about it anymore. I wasn't angry. I mean, really, who gives a shit? Like, you know, you know it's not going anywhere good, so you can just enjoy your ride. And ride's bumpy and doesn't really make any sense. And occasionally, you get seasick. It's not. A, this isn't a perfect uh, metaphor or analogy. But it's pretty good. I enjoyed. I. I mean, I was. I'd say it's growing on me more than Revenge of Sifted because I hated that movie for so so long, and it took umpteen viewings to really get into it. And I'll stand forever and a day on my principle that there's not enough Palpatine in this movie. Um, but at the same time, I don't really know how you do more. Uh, but I mean. Yes, look, look, there's loads you can do to make the movie better. There's plenty you can do to make the movie better. But at a certain point, you just have to go, armchair quarterbacking is not fun. I know people online don't seem to understand that, but being critical about movies is not fun. You know, sometimes it is amusing to bash a movie, but when you're getting to the stage of, I would have done this, I would have done that, like, no shit, you would have done that. You know, you don't have to work as part of a wider-ranging art type, you know, you're, you're not dealing with set designers and actors and writers and all that shit, you know. If it's just your idea, of course it'll be better. You're not having to appease everyone, whereas J.J. Abrams and Chris, I, one of the worst writers in the history of Hollywood Terrio, have to try and appease everyone, and they can't because Chris Terrio is a terrible, 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 terrible writer. He's this Bloody awful writings, Gary Witter is. Oh, Gary Witter. Oh, I could spend a field day on him. You know, it's his smugness that says, Hey, I I wrote for PC Gamer back in the day. <laughs> I know how to write a script. Mate, I don't know what ass kissing you've done, but props to you because you have a career that you're not really very good at. I mean, that. that fucking atrocious M. Night Shyamalan movie where Gary Witter keeps asserting my original idea is better because it's a dad and kid and weirdness thing it's like no that sounds even worse mate that sounds even worse so Gary Witter and Chris Terrio are proof that if you make powerful friends you'll keep getting writing opportunities I mean you say what we're about Alex Kurtzman but you know at least he's written, at least he wrote a few okay things before he may start making dog shit, you know, Gary Witt and Chris Terrier, I mean, Argo, yeah, okay, Argo, nothing to do with Ben Affleck, clearly, you know, it's all Chris Terrier, I mean, Zack Snyder's make of movies, 
but he hasn't made good movies with Chris Terrio, and that says it all. Like you give you give a fucking Zack Snyder a decent script, he'll do okay. You give Chris Terrio a decent director, he'll shit the bed. He'll shit the bed. So you know the script's awful. <laughs> it's really bad because it's Chris. It's Chris Terrio original. You know, he can barely articulate himself in interviews, but he can write scripts. I'd love to see Chris Terrio as Kurtzman. Kurtzman and Gary Witter. I'd love to see three of these morons write a series together. See how shitty it would be. I mean, is this the Picard? I, I enjoyed Picard, but oh, it's still a bit of a shit, shit series, really. Anyway, Star Wars, yeah, I enjoyed it. In spite of the terrible, 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 terrible script. Um, yeah, in spite of that, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so... Um, Probably three out of five. Up from one out of five original, I think, or two out of five, can't remember. Much better when you're not dry, hallucinating, and wondering if you've OD's on heroin or mushrooms. But yeah, three out of five, so pretty good. Star Wars, it's on digital now, go see it. Technically, Palpatine's a horror horror movie monster, so it counts as horror, right? It counts. that was certainly an episode i'd spend more time talking to you afterwards by one play my nintendo switch light whilst you can so i'll see you next week for another episode of friday night fright where we frying up frying that maggle and remember as always life is beautiful goodbye good night and good luck